Um, I'd love to invite Sue to come and join me. Sue is from Emmanuel International, as I said, uh, and Christchurch has been connected with Emmanuel International for, since its inception. Um, but thank you, Sue, for sharing with us uh, what you have. Thank you so much. I thought I would um, first share just a little bit, um, going into slightly more detail about just one project. I gave you an overview for those of you that were here in the uh, previous service, and I thought it would be good to just focus a little bit and show you just a little bit about how one project works. Uh, this project is called the Imerica Project. Um, it's a project that aims to improve the lives of subsistence farming families through mobilized churches, economic empowerment, and environmental restoration. Project inter interventions include village community banks, um, tree nurseries, plantations, conservation agriculture, poultry and beekeeping, and the promotion of fuel-efficient stoves. Thank you. The groups are encouraged. Each village starts with a group of interested people, and they're encouraged to um, choose their own leaders, choose their own name, and they all get T-shirts in the group. It's, a part of, it's an important part to have a uniform and to be in, involved in things. So that's where it starts. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, they're helped as a community to uh, talk through what the needs are in the community, what their priorities are, and what their resources are. So all the time trying to come alongside and be involved with them. This, they all get so many beans and they can put them on the different pictures that indicate the different things that are uh, important to them. Thank you. Uh, this is the, VICOBA stands for Village Community Banking. Uh, most uh, areas, most of these villages, people do not have access to banks. They do not ac have access to, to funds uh, themselves. And so they start one up within their communities. It looks a bit crazy, but that is a cash box with three padlocks, three keys, three people in the community have responsibility. So no one person uh, can... can um, influence how the funds are used. Uh, so that's the sort of security. And I've got um, a message here. One of the women um, said, the first loan she received from the group she used to make donuts and to buy eggs, which she sold on. Then she got a second loan, which she used to continue with her small business while her husband prepared rocks to build our house, their house. Now they've finished their house I also thank God I was able to buy one cow using a loan from the group. So there's a method of how they can um, take loans from each other and they take turns to take loans so that they can use the money. One group managed to save over 800 pounds in six months, which for a village like that is phenomenal. So it's a real good option. Thank you. We also do the conservation agriculture, and there's a picture that you can probably see outside, which is a bit better, which implements uh, farming methods that 
sort of encourages moisture to stay in the ground and therefore build uh, large, um, gives a better yield in their crops. Thank you. They're also encouraged with uh, tree nurseries. It's another option so to plant, reef, uh, replant, replenish trees that they're using for their cooking, but also for ones that they can use in their homes for fruit, for food, and for um, yeah, better soil conservation. And this is another project in there, the stoves. Uh, it's surprising what a small stove like that can, the difference it can make to a community, to a family. Uh, they, they suffer from a lot of respiratory problems. And I don't know if you could, it's probably you can't see it so well, but the guy that's making the stove there, the plate, it looks like a plastic plate beside the stove. That's exactly what it is. It's a plastic plate with the measurements cut out of it so that they know how to put the um, top rests in the right place. And then he'll have, he's got a little stick that's the measurement. So there's nothing that is beyond their ability to have and own so that they can make this. The clay comes from their own uh, village. And these stoves can be used in their home. They're portable, so they can be used outside, so the smoke is not an issue. Um, it takes less firewood, so the girls can go to school. And they can also sell them. So they were taught how to make these as well. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, we do beekeeping and poultry, just introducing um, safer methods to have poultry and introducing beekeeping into the community. That means their crops get pollinated, they get honey, and some people get the wax and can produce products that they can then sell on. Thank you. And this one is a great story. Let me just read you the story. I've got to read you this story. We went, this village was where we originally started the fuel efficient stove projects, and it was in that village was started to help them as an income generation uh, project as well as for health purposes. And when we went back um, a number of years later, we discovered that the original stove group had remained active without any external support, and they took renewed initiative with when the Imerika project came into their community. And the group made a record number of stoves and managed to buy this power tiller. So it's got paddles on it, and it can help them uh, cultivate their rice fields. So they, they then were also able to uh, rent that out. So their income just increased in this community, just from one small project start. So the whole point is empowering the community to get themselves out of their situation of poverty, giving them things that are sustainable and useful. They don't get all of the projects. They choose which projects they feel will be the most beneficial in their community. So this Imerika project now is in about 12 villages, and you have um, given financial support for this project a number of times over the years. So these people, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to also uh, share just a little bit more about the psalm 
uh, that I read, that was read earlier, and to just say that if you heard this uh, session before, talk before, it was about what happened years ago um, in my life that kind of helped me. I just wanted to make you aware that it's not only what happened years ago, but it is a, a passage that continues to challenge and continues to be useful. And one that I use in our training, actually, when we send summer teams or short-term teams over, I spend time with them, preparing them for their journey and for what to expect. And especially, um, there's a few verses in here that really challenges and really encourages and really helps people as they step out into new things. And um, it's verse 3 and 4 in Psalm 139, and I'm taking it from uh, the New Living Translation. And it says, You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. And it is a challenge for us. It's not a past thing, it's, a, it's for now. God sees everything that we do. He knows where we are and he knows the journey he's put us on. And we can have confidence that what he's started in us, he will continue. And this, this I, I, I recommend that you read this psalm and just look at how God is talking to you uh, through it and how it can be reassuring. It can give you the confidence that he knows you and loves you and cares for you, knows exactly who you are. Uh, it doesn't always feel like the things that he's challenging you to do, that he does know you, but he does. And he is giving you the strength and power to be able to do those things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing passage that can, can challenge us continually. So... Thank you.